0: Welcome back everyone to the NTU Wellness Podcast. I'm your guide, Natasha, bringing you your weekly conversation around Ayurveda, yoga, and intuitive wisdom. Today, we are talking about mindset with my special guest, Kelly McAllister. Kelly's superpower is helping people step into the best version of themselves by bringing awareness to what is truly holding them back. She will be sharing today and giving her insight on the paradigms that are silently running the show. So many of us are living our lives in a place of being stuck. Kelly will be sharing today how she helps others create the clarity to get unstuck and move forward into the life of their dreams. So let's welcome Kelly to the show. Welcome, Kelly. I know your work and your passion is around mindset. So my first question for you today is, what happens if we don't set our goals big enough?
1: Oh, that's a really good question, Natasha. Um, You know, we really want to set goals that are going to help us grow. Like the reason why we set a goal, it's not to get that thing. It's really about who we become when we achieve that goal. And so most people set goals that aren't big enough. And we want to set goals that are big, and it's the goals that we want, something that we are really, you know, that we have a desire to achieve. Because when we be, grow and stretch and become that person, you know, the, the gift at the end is the goal. But really, it's the, the whole purpose of the goal is for us to grow because our spirits inside of us want us to grow and to expand constantly
0: that piece about our soul wants to expand and evolve could you explain a little bit more about how this is attached to the goal itself yeah
1: so you know we we all have something bigger inside of us you know um most people are living their lives kind of going through the motions and, you know, setting goals and having a goal and having that desire for more is, is really our birthright, is, is really what, what we're, we're all about, is we're supposed to grow. We're supposed to expand. And, you know, there is that bigger thing inside of us. And most of us, you know, most people out there in the world will ignore it. Most people are afraid to go there, to set the goal, to even think it's possible for them. And, you know, it's about changing your thinking, changing the way we think about what's possible, because really anything is possible if we go after it uh, consistently and give it time. Whatever we want really is, is, it's up to us.
0: I love that. With the aspect of setting a goal, is it the journey of going to the goal or the goal itself that you feel is the most important part of of our growth and our evolving?
1: I think, well, first of all, I think it's recognizing what's inside of us that wants to expand, that wants to come out. Um, And then it's the journey. It really is like going towards your goal is a journey and there's ups and there's downs and there's gonna be things that knock you off, but it's staying on the journey. And And it's just going for it and having the right mindset and the desire to keep going. And that's why the goal has to be big because you need to have the desire to get through the obstacles.
0: For that right mindset, what are some tools or some strategies that you have found that have really worked to keep that mindset on that focus of your goal and of the journey of attaining that goal?
1: So what's really important is to keep your goal in the forefront every day. So it's um, having your goal statement and writing it out, keeping a goal card, you know, because we are, um, we think in images and when we have our goals written down and, you know, I'll have my goals taped up on my bathroom mirror. So while I'm brushing my teeth, I see my goal. I'll put my goal as my screensaver on my phone. Every time I go into my phone, I see my goal. And um, it's about having your goal front row, center. And so that you're, you're looking at it, you're seeing it constantly. It's a reminder of where you're going. It's that, it's that North star and it, and we're just following it, right? Keeping us in alignment with the goal. And the the next thing to do is visualize. We need to visualize every single day. Um, And this is a, you know, this is a practice that most people don't do because what's easy to do is also easy not to do. And so visualizing and, you know, spending the time going there, because, you know, if you look at things, the universe, nothing is created or destroyed. Everything already exists. We just need to get into alignment with where it is we're going. And so if we can align ourselves energetically and in, with the mind and, you know, with our spirit and our body we, and taking action towards that every day, Nothing is impossible if we're going towards that. We just need to align ourselves with it. And, um, and then it's auto-suggestion. It's every day saying what it is that you want, you know? Like, what is it that is, you need to do every day to get you there? And saying it over and over and reminding yourself out loud where it is you're going. You know, auto-suggestion, it's, um, it's a chapter in Think and Grow Rich, and I think it's one of the most important chapters in that book. Napoleon Hill even says in that book that, you know, all of the other chapters are tools to be used with the auto-suggestion. And so I think it's something that gets, that gets kind of shoved off to the side because it's, it's kind of easy not to do, you know. But it is one of the most important things. And, you know, I have a coach because coaches have coaches, Right. And he always says, you know, there's no point in setting a goal if you're not going to visualize and auto suggest every day, because it really is about staying in alignment with that goal as much as you humanly can. And I mean, we're humans, we're going to get knocked off and we're going to, things are going to happen and we're going to, you know, our old selves are going to come in, but we've got to try and stay plugged into our goal as much as we can. And that is what's going to take us there.
0: And you had mentioned uh, a goal card. What is exactly a goal card for any of those of us that don't know exactly what that is?
1: So it's, you know, you can write it on an index card. I've got goal cards on my um, Facebook page. If anybody, you know, if you join that, I'll uh, share that with you. But it really is um, just a card and that you write down your goal. And it starts off with, um, I'm so happy and grateful now that... And then you write down your goal and, you know, it's, you've got to have a date. It's got to, you know, because you have to measure your goal. And I would typically pick a goal that's one year out because, you know, when it's too far away, it's easy to kind of get lost on your way to the goal. And, you know, in that goal, it's not just writing out what you want, because that's just a wish. It's also recognizing what it is that you're gonna do to get that goal. And I think that's the biggest part. That's what most people don't do. They're not writing out, what am I gonna do towards this? Because, you know, I love the universal laws and we've got the law of cause and effect. And, you know, the goal is the effect, but the cause is us. We're the cause and we have to have a cause and, and create the cause in order to create the effect
0: as far as that cause and effect, I was just thinking as you were speaking here about the goal itself. And it's, I remember, I believe it was Jay Shetty that I just heard this from. And he had mentioned that he was telling a little story about how a master was setting up a target for a student to practice his archery. And on a piece of paper this target was drawn on a tree and the, the student was trying to hit the target and kept missing. And so the master said to the student, you know so what are what are you focusing on? Where are you going like what's your what's your goal here? And the student said, well, my goal is to hit the target And the Zen master said or the master said, no no no. the goal is to get grounded to you know get in alignment and all these other pieces. And that's what gets you to your goal. So when you were talking about that cause and effect, is that sort of weaved in to the attaining of the goal? Is getting all those pieces that are really making us evolve as beings, as human beings, spiritual beings, that kind of thing? Yeah. I think we get
1: so caught, in, caught up in the doing that we stop, we become human doings instead of human beings. And I think it's coming at the goal, um, not from where we are right now. We need to, you know, align ourselves with the goal and, you know, get there from the place of the goal,
0: like already as if we already are. I really attuned to that piece as well, that we get stuck in that human doing piece and not so much as just being human and and being in the moment of whatever's going on and and then going from there so I really love that so you had mentioned about if we're not setting those goals big enough there is that that ability not to go like it's also I guess behind not dreaming big enough am I right on that
1: Definitely. I think most, like I would say 98% of people out in the world don't even have a goal. Like if you walk down the street right now and even ask somebody what their goal was, they would look at you like you had 10 heads because most people don't. And then of the 2% that do have goals, most of them aren't thinking big enough. You know, like there's three types of goals. There's um, the A-type goal, which is a, a goal that you've already achieved. A B-type goal is something you think you can do. You know, if this and this happened, then I probably could do that. And those are very left brain. They're very, they're non-emotional goals. They're just, you know, very logical goals. But the thing is, we don't take action on logic. We take action from emotion. And so that's why we need to have what's called the C-type goal, which is the emotional goal. It's the thing that we're willing to Go through to achieve. We're gonna come hell or high water. I don't know how, and and that's the thing too. We shouldn't know how. It's so the whole thing about a C-type goal. The big goal is it's not knowing how to do it. It's it's about just wanting it, and wanting it is big enough, right? Like you need to have the want. The desire is the key. You know, Napoleon Hill always said that it's got to be a burning desire. It can't just be something that you think you might want to maybe do and lose interest in it because you know think about um, new year's resolutions you know january 1st everybody's got their resolutions and they don't stick with them because they're not big enough they're they're puny there's too many and they're going after way too many things and like by mid-february or like by they say actually by by this time of the year february Eighty percent of the New Year's resolutions are have been abandoned.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can certainly attest to that. Working at the uh, fitness center, you see all these people coming in in January, and usually by Valentine's Day, you see half those people not there anymore. So nice and quiet again. <laughs>
1: the, the regular crowd shows up. Now, here's three things that I want. Um, you know, if you if you're setting a big goal. These are three things that you need to ask yourself. Number one is, does it challenge me? Number two, does it go against my belief system? And number three, does it make me uncomfortable? And if you can answer yes to those, then you have created a C-type goal. That's the kind of goal that you wanna have. So really
0: testing our believability in our potential and the opportunities that are there for us is that C-type goal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's that thing that you really want. You know, there's so many people, you know, and I'll talk to them and I'll say, you know, what, what, what do you want? And they start giving me their A and B type goals, but with some digging, then you start getting into what they really want. But it, and, and I think that's, that's the thing. We'll spend time watching Netflix, but we won't spend time thinking about what we want in life.
0: Isn't that sad? I have to confess, I was uh, watching Netflix over the weekend, and we binge watched uh, Bridgerton, so which was awesome. It's, it's an awesome show. So um, oh
1: yeah, and and I think like we do we do need those balances, right? It's not like going all in and no fun. Like you do need to have those breaks, but you know, I, I think so many people don't even set the time aside to create it to create the goal. Like, what do you want? Like, and honestly, when, when you ask, like, it's not typical conversation for people to sit there and go, what do you desire? (laughs) What do you want? Like, when I start asking people that, most people are like, I don't know. I don't know. Like their dream switch has been flicked off for years, you know? Like, don't you remember being like a student, like back in the day, I remember walking around my university campus thinking, um, I had the world by the tail, like I had so many dreams and visions for my future. And then you leave school, and you're told to just start thinking realistically, that's not realistic. That's not how the world works. You know, just get your job and just be happy with what you have. And I think that's where most people are is they're just kind of going through the motions, living their life day to day, not thinking about what they really want. And then they're then when they're asked what they want, they sit there and go, I don't even know what I want anymore.
0: Something I heard just a couple of days ago, and it was actually uh, a talk with uh, Matthew McConaughey. And he, I think it had something to do with his book, Greenlight. And he was talking about how he thought the word unbelievable is kind of, Bullshit is basically its worst word in the world Uh, because we all we actually he was saying that we say, oh, my goodness, that's unbelievable that, you know, and it's when we use that word, it's usually towards things that are completely amazing and so miraculous that we use a word called unbelievable. And he says it's a bullshit word. Like, why would we call something that is miraculous and incredibly awesome and say it's unbelievable? Like, and he was just talking about what you were just talking about, how having a really big goal. I mean, this is a little bit different, but the fact is, is that we're the ones that are actually putting the roof over us or those limitations on us to not go to our full potential. And I think that's what you're sort of saying here is that, if we don't make those goals big enough, if we don't dream big enough, we're, we are the ones that are putting the cap on ourselves or that roof on ourselves to not go higher or to go bigger or to, you know, do incredible things.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, and, and I saw that interview, by the way, and I love that because we need to take unbelievable out of our vocabulary. And another word we need to take out is impossible. And I think we just need to add an apostrophe in between the I and the M. To make it, I'm possible because anything's possible. We can't, like, you know. I think we've been taught, like, and this is our, this is how we've been raised, right? To just, just exist, just be happy. If you're paying the bills, that's as big as you should think, and be lucky that that's what you have. And I mean, that's how I was taught. And you know, the, but there is, there's the law of the lid. We put the lid on. You know, on our business, we put the lid on our life, we put the lid on what's possible for us. You know, we've got to raise the lid, we've got to, you know, actually blow the lid off and stop putting lids on things because we have so much more potential. Like we, 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 we have so much power within us. And if we really tapped into how powerful we were, we would blow ourselves away of what we could do. It's like we've been given the most powerful computer in the world and we're playing Candy Crush on it.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I, I get that. Uh, and it's almost like society has taught us to strive to survive, not necessarily to thrive in life.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: This has been such a great conversation so far. Uh, so one of the things that going towards our goals is about taking this inspired action. And this is really the key to getting those results. And I know that's something that you share with your clients. Could you explain a little bit more the difference within this taking just action and inspired action or taking, taking aligned action towards your goals?
1: Yeah, You know, um, for years I was just told that any action is good action. And I I don't believe that. I think there's a difference between taking action and then there's a difference between taking inspired action. And inspired action is backed backed with a goal, backed with a vision, backed with um, a purpose, something bigger, right? And when you're going towards a goal, taking inspired action towards that on a daily basis, it is so different. You start to, you know, we are vibrational beings. You are vibrating at the level of your goal, you know? And, you know, when we are vibrating at the level of our goal, we start to attract things at the the frequency that we're on. And so I think so many people are going for their goal, taking action, thinking about you know, looking at their bank account, looking at what's not happening, focused on the stuff that isn't working, instead of being from the place of, I've already achieved my goal in their head. And that's through visualizing and auto-suggestion. That takes you to your goal. You know, and just imagining, like, who, how would this version of me handle this obstacle? How would the version of me who's already achieved this goal you know, come up with a solution for this. And, you know, there's no problems when you're coming at it with inspired action, because it's just, they're just lessons. It's just, you know, the thing that you got to do in order to create the goal. And an inspired action is very different. And I think it's so underused. I think action is just such an overused word but, you know, I've done just action. I've taken action in my last businesses that I've been in. And, and I'll tell you, there's, there's a big difference.
0: And when you were talking about this, this emotional vibration that is behind inspired action, this intent behind it, this intention behind taking inspired action, which I think is more tapped into that emotional piece,
1: yeah. We become the creators. Like when we recognize that I get to create my goal, I get to create it. Like, like and, and you're already taking action from that place. You're, you don't need the title. You don't need the car. You don't need the, the bank account to, to just like to solidify wh- whether you're there or not. You just are. And when you, t- and when you step into that person and when you align with your goal that way and take action from the goal, it's very different. And you, you do, you, you, you start to um, create solutions from a different level. You're thinking bigger. You're, already thinking from the place. And, you know, and that's what my mentor always talks about is, you know, he's always saying be from the goal. Don't, don't look at your goal at, like, I I think the word goal chaser is another big one that people talk about. It's just, I'm chasing my goal. And it's like, be careful of the words we use too, right? Because when you're saying that you're chasing your goal, it means that you can't catch it, that it's, that it's away from you. And, you know, it's just, you need to be in alignment and just talk about how you already are. Like, I am this already. I already am. I'm just, It hasn't shown up physically yet, but it's on its way. So if you just are vibrationally, it will eventually show up. And, you know, we are energetic beings. And I love, um, I love this analogy. I I use it a lot about, you know, pot of water boiling, because we've all done it. So I think everybody can understand the analogy. And, you know, you put the water, pot of water on the stove, but you need to put energy towards that water. And the Higher the energy, the more amount of energy you put into that water, the the faster it's going to boil, right? And that water starts to bubble and boil, and then it turns to steam. And that steam disappears, right? We can't see this, we can't see it anymore. And so, you know, you'll go, did the water disappear? Where's the water? The water is still there, it's just in a different form. We can't see it, it's invisible but it's still there. And so if we can put energy towards water and take something and create nothing from that, something invisible, then why can't we do it the opposite way? Why can't we take nothing, something invisible, like our goal, and put energy towards that to create something from it, you know? And that's really all we're doing. It's no different than boiling a pot of water. We just get in the way.
0: Some of the pieces that I've been picking up as you've been talking is that it's almost from this place of that everything is figure outable. And I'm quoting uh, Marie Folio's quote, uh, her book, Everything's Figureoutable. But there's also that essence that we don't know necessarily know the how, but we are running with an idea or this uh, creative solution to that destination. But we don't know necessarily know how it's all going to work out. So the how is kind of taken out of the equation and we just go with it and, you know, see what happens kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. The how is not not our job to figure out the how will show itself up when we just focus on what we want and staying in alignment with it. But I think what happens is we get so caught up in the how and the mechanical and the physical part of it. But we also have to remember like that we, you know, we're spiritual beings. We have an intellectual mind and we live in a physical body, but we just kind of get in the way. Like, you know, if we just allow and be, you know, that's where the miracles show up. We get so physical in the in the minutia of the how that we don't make room for the miracles to come and sometimes it's doing what you've never done before sometimes you know we get so stuck in you know how, what used to work well this this worked before this is how it's always done and it's like you know there's other ways maybe that you can get it done that's different and more effective So don't always look too at what's always worked, because what's always worked might not be the right way.
0: Yeah, and you have mentioned this piece about energy, uh, and that we are energy and vibration, just like everything around us. And just going back to some of the things that you had mentioned, the fact that we put that limitation on ourselves when we are really... Have the same potential as the entire cosmos or universe is pretty powerful when you think about that. We have that same vibration, that same energy within us, and why would we want to limit ourselves when we wouldn't limit the stars? Exactly. Yeah. And you know, think about it. What when we our kids
1: like when we have a baby and our baby is learning how to walk, we don't stop the baby from walking because it's going to hurt because you know how like they might <clears throat> they might you know fall and scrape themselves we we don't get stuck in that we we we're like no it's part of growth 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 can be painful but it's also beautiful too because when that baby goes from crawling to walking it's abandoning crawling to be a walker and that's what we need to do we've got to abandon our old selves, <clears throat> so that's where, you know, going towards our goal too, is we've got to change. It's it's not the outside world that's going to change. The change comes from within. And we have to abandon who we are today and embrace who we want to be in the future and become that now. But so many of us stick with, you know, who we are. And well, this is who I am. And it's like, that's not who you are. Those are just habits that you have that you are identifying yourself with, but that's not who you are. There's always room for growth, always room for change and always room for becoming better and abandoning what's not working to aligning yourself with what you want.
0: Thank you for bringing that up because that is a huge point about really looking at the difference between Who we are as an individual and our habits, that or our beliefs, or uh, any of those other things that we that aren't really us. Who we are is completely different from our habits and our beliefs, and all that kind of stuff. So, thank you for bringing that up and bringing up that aspect that who we truly are is something much bigger than those things. You were talking about how taking actions and not taking any actions, we get into that place of possibly confusion or getting into that place of being stuck. And this leads me, Kelly, to my next question. And I would love you to share your insight on what is the biggest thing that we can do to supercharge our goals and get out of that place of being stuck.
1: Well, that's a really good question. (laughs) Because I remember... I was stuck for a long time. And I remember thinking, what do I need to do to get unstuck? So, you know, if you're stuck, if you're sitting there going, okay, I have my goal. It's big. But now what? Right? What I want you to do is really create the vision, the vision around your goal. You know, and I want you to go there. Like our imagination is one of our six highest faculties, right? And many of us, we, we stop using our imagination after we're kids. You know, remember playing Barbies and we'd play outside and we'd pretend that we were in, you know, cowboys and Indians and stuff. We, like we'd be out there playing, imagining. And then we get older and we just stop imagining. And we need, to, we need to build that imagining muscle back again because so many of us have stopped using it. And so imagine Imagine what your life will be like if you achieve that goal. Imagine what you're going to do with the money. Create the vision around it and, I, and go there and, and, and see it and not only see it, but feel it. And I think that's the biggest part is that, you know, in order to create change, we need to not only think of things, but it's also we, we need to get emotional about it, create the emotion behind it when we can get emotional about something, that's when it gets into our subconscious mind. And our subconscious mind controls the body. That's what we take action from. We don't take action from facts. We take action from emotion. And so get really emotional about your vision. You know, feel it. Where would you live? What would your life look like? How, like, how, what's your bank account like? Like, imagine it and feel it and be there and go there like three times a day. Go visit this. And auto-suggestion, you know, I highly recommend everybody get the book Think and Grow Rich and read chapter four on auto-suggestion because it really gives you the tools to using like the things you need to say to yourself so that you can really get emotional, get it into the subconscious mind so that you can create the change. Um, Set the right goal, make sure your goal is big enough, create a goal statement around your goal that you write out every single day. And then it's taking action, inspired action towards your goal every day, even when you don't feel like it. Because there's going to be days, because we're human, there's going to be stuff that comes up. It's not perfect because you're thinking right and you're doing all the right things that it's all going to just magically appear. But when you're taking action, you know you and you're and you're coming from that place your action is it's really in alignment with where you're going and you're going to start to attract people places and, and events to you from that goal and stay focused and keep your energy going remember we're energetic beings like that pot of water keep your energy going towards your goal every single day and remember you're the creator you get to create it's not coming from the outside It all starts from the inside. And when you can get focused and aligned with it, the outside will start to show. It's those amazing things will just start to show up on the outside, but it starts from the inside.
0: And it's not always the attainment of money per se. I mean, that's a piece of it. But if you have a tough time focusing on just a dollar amount, from my understanding is it's about what you can do when you have the money and the things that that allows you to do. And that's not just necessarily materialistic, but like the way you can show up bigger in the world to help others and to serve others. Am I correct on that piece?
1: Definitely. Our, you know, that's our purpose. Like everyone's purpose in some way is to serve in some way. Right. And so when we're in alignment with that, yeah it's it's not about what we're gonna buy ourselves necessarily i mean yes we're supposed to buy ourselves things we're supposed to live wonderful lives we're not supposed to you know i don't know i've been taught like you don't need that but yeah we why not it's there it's it everything is here for us we are it's it's our birthright to have whatever it is we want And, you know, as long as it doesn't injure or um, hurt or take away from other people, right?
0: The fact that that dollar amount, what it can allow us to show up better in the world and to serve, as you were saying, to serve others. And the fact that that's what our purposes are for each and every one of us. It's the purpose in our own way to lift the vibration of this planet and others around us and to serve in some way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, um, you know, it's, it's thinking about, you know, I, I've had conversations with people that say, I don't need money. I'm good. I don't need money. Money's money's just, you know, some material thing. And it's like, actually money's energy and, you know, money is just energy and, and it will, we can attract it or we can push it away just depending on our, our beliefs around it and how we treat it. But you know, when you have a lot of money, when you get money, it's amazing how you can impact other people. You can help have the power to, to really make an impact on other people's lives with money. So it's not the root of all evil. It's not this materialistic thing. It really is, it's a necessity. And I remember um, one of my mentors um, in my other company, you know, she said. Money's like oxygen. It's not a big deal unless you not get it, unless you don't have any, right? And it's so true like we can sit there and we can say I don't need money, but we do. We do, and the more we have the more we can give and the more we can really make change in the world.
0: Yeah, I agree and thank you for bringing up that point that money itself is just energy. It's just energy just like everything else and uh, and I know I want an abundance of it in my life, and I hope that for everybody else as well. The fact that you shared that energy itself is money, and it is a reality, and there's nothing wrong with wanting it in our lives, but it's the intention that we, we put with it and what we're going to do with it that will make it that belief of money is evil or not. It's the, the intention we put behind it and what we're going to do with it that will change that vibration of money itself.
1: Definitely. Yeah.
0: So this has been awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Do you have any programs or how can people find you uh, to possibly work with you? Because I know that you are a coach uh, for mindset and uh, thinking into results coach. Am I correct on that?
1: That's right. Yes. I am. I am a success and mindset coach with the Proctor Gallagher Institute, and I have a program that was designed by Bob Proctor, who is, he really is the the number one teacher in the world on human success and um, personal development. And the program that I teach is called Thinking into Results, and it is life changing. And it's come, you know, and it's funny, it was coming to me for so many years, and I kept saying, no, I'm good. I already know what I need to do. I've read, I've read some really good books, so I'm just going to use these books and I'm going to go forward with my life. But it wasn't until I started, you know, getting into this material and you realize like it's, it's this is so much deeper than, than anything I have ever heard before. I thought I did all the personal growth until I got into this material. And what's really key is having, having a mentor to keep you accountable Because, you know, as I said earlier, what's easy to do is also easy not to do. And most of us don't do those things. Most of us don't do the visualizing. We don't do the goal setting. We don't write the goals out every day. We don't meditate. And, you know, when we're not doing those things and without a mentor, it's easy to get off the material. And so having somebody hold you accountable that's there to help you get through and guide you through to the other side That's that's really the important part. And so that's really what I do is I is I really help people who are stuck get unstuck. Because I think so many of us don't know how to get out, and we're spinning wheels trying to do the same thing year after year over and over again. And we're just digging ourselves deeper. And so if you're fine that you're in that place and you want to know more, please reach out to me. I've got a Facebook group um, that I'd love to welcome you into. It's called Breakthrough Mindset and I also have a website uh, and it's uh, www.breakthroughmasterymentors.com and I would be so happy to chat with you and get you unstuck and get you on the road so that you can get into alignment and go towards your goals and beyond.
0: Perfect. Do you have any programs that you're
1: offering right now? So right now, I have a 12 week program. It's thinking into results. And it is, we have two calls a week. It's the program that Bob designed. And it's, it is a life changing 12 week program that will literally take you from where you are
0: to where you want to be. Just one last thing that I'd love you to share just a little bit of your wisdom and insight around, and that is is women and money and this need to open ourselves up more to receive all the good that's out there for us. In general here, as we have been in society, the ones that have usually made less that have, you know, not demanded as much from our jobs or our careers. And it's definitely moving into a direction where we are or speaking out for ourselves to ask for what we're worth and to bring in and come into more of a place of receiving because the feminine, as we both know, is very nurturing and nourishing and always giving. So I'd love for you to just to take a quick moment and just share your thoughts especially around that mindset if you don't mind
1: there's the law of polarity right and you know everything has an opposite up and down big and small hot and cold right and we are you know polar beings as well and while we're givers we can also be receivers at the same time you know when we tap into the law of polarity and it's okay. And I think that we do need to receive. Receiving is a gift. And when we deny receiving from somebody else, we're denying them being the giver. And I think women, we forget that because we, we want to be the giver. Um, somebody will give us a compliment. And it's easy to slough off the compliment and go, well, no, this old thing. But instead, like, we can just take it and go, thank you. Because they're giving us a gift we need to be receiving the gift as well. So if we want to be a good giver, we also need to be a good receiver.
0: Thank you. Uh, and you hit right on the point that I was hoping you were going to, and that is, is that uh, even just taking a compliment and like you said, oh, or this old thing, or even say, oh yes, well, you look great too, or complimenting them instead of just saying, thank you. Yeah, I look hot today or whatever, right? It's like, hardest thing to do. Like, I
1: swear, I like the, the old me. Um, and she sometimes shows up, you know, but you know, somebody will say, Oh, oh, that's a really nice top. And like, immediately, I'll go, I got it for $10. Like, why do I have to tell them where why I why it's on sales is cheap old thing. Like, instead of just saying, thank you. Thank you. And as the giver of the compliment, you feel you feel good because it's weird when somebody starts muddling in and not receiving the compliment. Right. And I do, I think that we need to get more into alignment and understanding that we live in a, it's a give and receive world. We need to give, but we also need to receive as well. That's like, that's part of, you know, the tide goes in, the tide goes out, the tide goes in, the tide goes out. Like we need to be like that give we can give, but we also need to receive.
0: Thank you for sharing. I know that you would have some great wisdom and insight on that. So thank you for sharing that last piece. To wrap this up, I just wanna, again, take this quick moment to thank you so much for joining us today. I do hope that you will join us again in the very near future. This has been a real honor and pleasure to have you. Uh, And thank you.
1: Thank you. See, (laughs) I took that compliment. (laughs) And I thank you for having me on. Um, it's an honor and a pleasure really for me to be on and um, just sharing what I love to share. So this has been great. And I love, I could talk mindset all day.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. And with that, I wish you an amazingly awesome day and go out there and be your fabulous self.